You're fat. So you can drink anyone. Maybe if you show a little bit of cleavage. You? Maybe you're acting too smart. You're a boss. I just bitch. don't understand why you don't have I would money. money. I would marry you. You're a tequila. You're a You're a tequila. You're You're the Chargers. Number one. Hey, all you catches, it's your favorite former single gal, Erin, who transformed in front of your eyes, got reeled in in front of your ears, and had an Oprah aha moment that changed everything. Ladies, before we can reel in the catch of a lifetime, we must first bait the hook with self-love. You're tuned in to another episode of You're Such a Catch, a podcast dedicated to helping you realize the catch that you are. We do not have to be defined by a relationship status nor conform to societal norms. All we have to do is be ourselves. Last week, I shared how I'm claiming more abundance in my life. I'm truly out here living my best, trusting in the universe, and staying open to any and all opportunities. And it feels so good. Sure, it can be a little scary at times, but it's also so magical. If the episode resonated with you and you'd like to claim more abundance in your life, maybe you're not where you wanted to be at this stage in life and you're ready to do something about it. Join me for my three-part series, New Year, New Mindset. Together, we'll create smart goals specific to your desired outcome. We'll work through some thought-provoking journal prompts, put together a game plan with positive what-if statements, find affirmations that support the mindset we're adopting, we'll start a consistent gratitude practice, schedule time to meditate, and we'll create a vision board that serves as a visual representation of all we desire in terms of relationships, career, money, wealth, health, and pure happiness. There's a link in the episode notes to enroll. Use code YSC15 to receive 15% off through the end of November. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to Melody Pormorati, empowerment coach, author, and host of the Empowering Her podcast. She joins us to share how she's claiming it and helping other women claim empowerment. Her goal is for girls and women to know that they are powerful beyond measure and that they can create a life that lights them up from the inside out. Before we get to it, please make sure you've subscribed on whatever podcast player you tune in on. You aren't going to want to miss a thing. If you find this episode helpful, please share it on your Instagram or with a friend or someone who could benefit from the message. There's also a downloadable worksheet that corresponds with today's episode. If you want to follow along, take action, and evoke change, click on the link in the episode notes to download and print the form. Melody, I want to know, like, how did you get started working with girls on empowerment? And like, where did this all come from? Oh, my goodness, Erin. There are so many, like so many stories I could tell you about what got me started on this path. I mean, the first thing is I was life coaching. And in my life coaching practice, I was primarily seeing women and the one common theme that kept coming up every time we like started cracking the surface of like what is up is that we needed to unlearn the fears that these women had picked up on in their girlhood. Mm. It wasn't just fear, it was shame and guilt and who she should be and who she shouldn't be, all of it. There was such an unlearning that needed to happen before we could relearn that I always walked away from every client session thinking like, okay, great, we're doing the work, but 
what about our next generation? Like, is Mm. there a way that we can set them up with the tools they need as early as possible so that they don't have to unlearn? They can just like consistently build on a strong and stronger and stronger foundation of what they know to be true about themselves. And so like, that was one of the really big motivators for me to get into the world of girls empowerment and take the empowerment to to our girls really and the i mean there are, there are other things i had at the time 7 year old girls twins and i was like i want more for them than mm-hmm. i like i remember being 7 and 8 and 9 and beyond and having debilitating anxiety and not knowing like how powerful i was in creating my life and I didn't want that for them. I wanted so much more. So I was like, I need to start doing something about this. And that's what how I kicked off running my local girls empowerment workshops. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, I'm not a mother myself yet, but I often hear that when I talk to other mothers is obviously you want to create this, you know, platform and this foundation for your children and set them up kind of better than you had it, if you will. And I love that this kind of spurred from that. But also, I mean, you're recognizing this. And I think a lot of times us as women, we're creative beings and we have these ideas and we have these little pulls and tugs on our hearts, but sometimes we don't act on them. So kudos to you for hearing this calling and then like stepping into it and not really knowing where it's going to take you or what journey you're going to be on, but you're like, I want to evoke change. And so here you are doing that, which is unbelievable. Thank you. Thank you so much, Erin. And like that, like, I love the way you describe that, like those pangs on our hearts. And I call that our intuition. And we teach the girls in our workshops we call it the voice of your heart. And like, what is the voice of your heart saying? And it's so important that even if you don't know what it's going to turn out like, you just believe in that impact that you're looking to create and go for it. Because like either you win and you impact thousands of people, right? Or you learn something in the process, but like you owe it to yourself to give it a shot. And I'm so glad I did because now we're we, we're we're a global movement and and we have women all over the the world doing this. So it's like you got to try. What some of the things were that you deemed that you needed to unlearn? Yeah, I mean, like I don't know about you, but I feel like we are all told to be good girls. We're always told to be good girls, and what does that really mean, right? What did our parents mean? What did well-meaning elders and teachers mean when they said, be a good girl. And it was a very individual interpretation. But what I was feeling is that they were telling me to do as I was told to not question what you're doing, because like, if an elder said it to you, then it must be right. And we know what implications that could have. And for me, really, it meant to to dull my voice, to just kind of like grin and bear uncomfortable situations and to not really think for myself, right? Like we're in essence turning down the intuitive muscle and and we're just learning how to stay silent. And so there was a lot of unlearning about that for me because as I started stepping more into who I was and what authenticity meant to me, 
of course, somewhere in the back of my my mind and my subconscious mind anyway, I was feeling like I'm being a bad girl, like what I'm doing is wrong in some way. So there was a lot of unpacking of old belief systems. There was understanding that I actually get to choose the thoughts that I think. And when I get to choose the thoughts that I think, I get to stop and really meditate on what is real for me and then and then move forward based on what what is real? What is real? And that's what we want for our girls, right? I don't right. want and for to tell my girls to be good girls. Yeah. Like I don't even, I don't use that phrase anymore. I, I say like good girl, no more. And instead of teaching good girls to be good, let's teach them instead to be powerful. Right. Oh, I love that. I think I was smiling so big during that whole time as you were speaking because so much of that resonated with me. I consider myself a recovering people pleaser. I was always a high achiever. I was motivated by an atta girl and doing what I thought was being asked of me. It didn't matter if it was with academics or sports or now in career and in life. So how do you actually teach that? Or how do you actually get women to unlearn those things that become so part of our culture and our upbringing? Well, that's a great question. I mean, I I think the first thing I always say to them, like, how's that working for you, right? Like, how is that serving you? That mindset of dimming your light at every possible opportunity, how's that going for you? And I mean, forget women. Like I had to do that for myself, right? This constant inner dialogue that's going on in my own mind, like would a good girl do that? And would a good girl do this? And just kind of like putting it aside. And I have to tell you, I know this sounds really funny, but my daughters I've learned from, like, so I'm on this journey with them. And I always say they're my biggest teachers in this life. And like I said, they're twins and they're both powerhouses. And I see them at times like speaking their truth, whether or not I like what they're saying. Sometimes the, the, my initial go-to is like, that's not very nice. Or like, you shouldn't say that. Then I stop myself and I'm like, wait a second. Like, isn't this everything I've ever wanted to be? Aren't <laughs> yeah. the fact that she is using her voice unapologetically and putting forth her needs? Like, isn't that what I've been striving to do my whole life? So it's just so very interesting. Like what, what becomes second nature to us? And I'm so glad they're here to teach me. I'm so glad that they don't care about ruffling feathers. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and like, and this is me totally be, like having a mommy moment. My daughters are in this band and they just released their first album oh, and wow. it's all original songs. And like when I was 14 and 15 years of age, like I was not doing those things. I was like, like I said, I had debilitating anxiety, like for me to make any moves in my life, like it was very hard. And so mm-hmm. I see them and I see what they've been able to accomplish and and feel and who they've been able to be and show up in this world as. And I'm like, we need a little bit more of that unapologetic voice coming out. Right. And that is like the epitome of empowerment. And it's so beautiful to watch. And I love that they're teaching you lessons because, I mean, there's lessons all around us. It's up to us whether or not we're going to pay attention and and notice them. But like, how beautiful, what a beautiful gift that not only... Can they be teaching you things? But now you're recognizing 
Like this is the way you want to live your life. So you're also making this massive pivot for yourself, which is, is beautiful. And what a amazing journey to be on. I feel like I'm on a similar journey. Um, it's probably why I feel very connected to you and what you're doing, which is, which is awesome. I want to talk a little bit about then sharing your own voice. So you started a podcast around this premise, you're teaching workshops, and now you just wrote a book. This is amazing. This is like an empire, you know what I mean? That, that you're creating off of this Oprah aha moment of like, I want to make my light shine brighter. I want to share my voice. I want to help other women who might be finding themselves in the same shoes that I am. Like, tell me a little bit about that because you are putting yourself out there and that has to feel good, but also kind of scary. Thank you. Thank you so much, Erin. I mean, yeah, it is scary and it was scary. And I, I just like, again, using my own inner child as like fuel for this mission, I was like, I am going to allow my desire for impact to be so much greater than my fear. And that's what keeps me going every day, right? When that inner voice comes in and says, who are you to be doing this? Like, who do you think you are? What, what are you doing? Little melody. Um, (laughs) I remind her that I've got some important work to do. And this is all part of my own transformation. Like I am literally teaching everything that I have needed to learn. And bringing other women with me along for the ride. Discover something within yourself when you are able to wake up to your life in a whole new way. I feel like as women, we want to shout this information off of the rooftops and share a good thing until the cows come home. And that's like this whole mission that I'm on is me doing that. So it wasn't enough for me to get out there and run girls empowerment workshops and earn for the valuable work that I'm doing. Like this is at the end of the day, it's like a soul-led business that I lead. But I wanted other women to also learn how to do that, which is why I I started to scale my business in a new way. I thought, well, in my community, if I'm lucky, I can reach like 100, 200 girls. But imagine if I linked arms with other women in different parts of the globe this like grand ripple effect that we could all have together. And so that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to take everything that I've done from in my own unique workshops right here in New York, and I'm going to turn them into a full-fledged curriculum and certification program and give other women the tools to go out and do that and earn for their valuable work and earn unapologetically. I'm like, let's change this narrative of we got to do work that we must do to pay the bills, but instead say, this is the work that I choose to do. Not only is it adding value to the planet, but it's making me financially abundant and I'm modeling for the next generation everything that they might one day do. And so we do it as girl life facilitators, but perhaps seeing that within us, seeing us live out our own dreams will give them the motivation and the tools to go out and live theirs. Wow. Wow. So much that you just said. I am just like, ah, I, I'm like, why didn't this exist when I was a young girl? Because Mm -hmm. I think too, like along my path, I got a little lost. And I I mean, that's obvious. I mean, I've been documenting that on the podcast. One thing that I kind of got in my head, which I love that you're correcting in my eyes is 
I got on this belief train that I was more of a guy's girl and not a girl's girl because mm-hmm. relationships with girls as I grew up became competitive or based upon things that I wasn't really aligned with, putting other people down, gossip, just not being supportive of your fellow sister. And I think what I learned is I've always been a girl's girl. I just wasn't using my voice and my influence to kind of advocate for what I wanted to see in the world and what I wanted to have in these relationships. And so what I love about this is you're creating this community that's basically saying like, we're all girls, girls, and like, let's live our life this way. We don't have to fall into that cattiness or competition because that's really kind of what happens, right? Like we somehow get weirdly into this competition with our sister and it's like, no, 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 no. You said it yourself. You said abundance. There is so much in this world. Why we think we have to cut somebody else down to get ahead is beyond me. I love what you were saying. And this is so important. And another one of those messages, I wish like I could take a billboard out and put it out there. Like when you win, I win. When you grow, I grow. Like we are so in this together. And then you ask like, why was there an environment of like, quote unquote, cattiness and things like that? And I truly believe it's because we weren't all raised with abundance mindset, right? It was more of a lack mentality. Like there isn't enough to go around. And if she gets an A, that means you can't get an A. And if she wins, you can't win. And everyone was doing the best that they could, our parents, with the information and knowledge available to them. But when we know better, we do better, as Maya Angelou says. And so, like, this is us doing better together. This is us raising a future generation that believes in abundance and believes there's more than enough to go around and that we must, as women, celebrate one another's wins and like just shout it off of the rooftops, shout out other women's victories, like off of the rooftops because her win is your win. And the other thing about like jealousy and envy, and I actually write this about, write about this in my book. I used to be a girl and a woman who felt envious of other women. And that never felt good for me. It didn't feel good in my mind. It didn't feel good in my body. There was such a disconnect. And I started to learn that if I look at other women as inspiration, as opposed to competition, like invisible doors open, magic happens for all of us. And that's what I started to do. Like we are all really mirrors, holding mirrors up to each other saying like, this is possible for you too. Maybe not in this way, but in another way. And if we can just choose our perceptions, perceptions that serve us in that way, oh my goodness, it's like life is such a beautiful, beautiful testament to female empowerment. Absolutely. And it's so true what you just said about when you open yourself up to that. So as I've been on my own journey with all of this and creating my community, because I want people to know like everybody is a catch, right? Everybody's a catch in their own unique way. We don't have to, you know, necessarily look like one another or have the same unique thing we bring to the table. But I don't know if you caught the Oprah Adele interview. I didn't yet, but I'm hearing all about it. I'm going to watch it with my kids tonight. Oh my God. Well, you're going to love it. But there's this one part, and I'm not going to 
ruin it all, but if you haven't seen it or somebody else hasn't seen it, but Oprah asked her specifically about her weight loss. And she was talking about like, I've never looked up or admired another woman just because of her body. And and I thought like, it's so funny because when you start to really unpack all this stuff, a lot of what society, the message they're sending to us kind of creates that competition or creates that need to feel envious or or jealous or whatnot. And so when you can kind of take a step back and recognize like everybody has their own time and everybody is bringing something beautiful or unique, special gift into this world, like, and there is this abundance. I mean, you're so right. It does just open up this whole other portal. I mean, that's how I'm talking to you. That's how I'm in this beautiful female mastermind right now. And I've got a book club with people all over the world because you're all putting out the same vibe. And that vibe is a magnet to attract more of it. Oh my God. I love it. I love it so, so much. And like, look what you're doing here. You are doing this gorgeous podcast where you are actually highlighting other women, right? Your own journey, as well as other women's journeys to light up your audience, right? Isn't that so beautiful? When I hear a woman speaking well of another woman or or like getting excited about what she's doing. Like, I want to be friends with that woman. Like, like, like you said, it's, it's magnetic. It's like, we are all tuning into each other's frequencies. And when I hear someone like on the flip side, speak ill of another woman, I'm like, that is not one of my five people. Like I will not be surrounding myself with those kinds of narratives because I'm completely done with them. And that's why I've been able to attract women like yourself into my life, right? Like we met on Instagram. How cool is that? Because we were tuned into the same frequency. And like the facilitators in our program are among my best friends in the world because we're all on this common mission. So it's like, it's amazing what what you make yourself available to and what you no longer make your yourself available for and how life completely shifts before your eyes because of it. Yeah. I love that and talking about the five people that you spend your most time with and how you kind of become what those people are, you know? I mean, it just happens and do you have any helpful tools or tricks in your bag of when you're in a situation? Because I'm assuming also as a mother, your daughters have their own set of friends and stuff. And that sometimes lends itself to bringing new people into your circle. Do you have some sort of go-to that you deal with those situations? So you're still being polite and kind, but also sticking to your morals and values? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. I mean, for my daughters, for example, like I, I try to model that. I, I'm always like, well, we don't talk behind anyone's back, right? Unless we're saying something badass and awesome about them. So like <laughs> you're free to talk about them behind their back if you're going to say something great. And if you don't have something great to say about someone, don't say it at all. And the same goes for us like adults, like us women, when we um, notice that we are in circles that no longer serve us, to, to engage in that self-care and to gently move away. Like I always say, we've got to do it all with kindness. We can do anything and achieve anything with kindness without hurting anyone. But when we are in circles where people, we notice there's a lot of gossip going on to either change the subject to something that's a little more high vibe or to walk away if it doesn't serve us, not drastically, but to like gently walk away 
And kind of in that way, we're saying, I'm not available for this. And slowly the people who don't feel the same way you do start to trickle away. Yeah. Isn't that something? Oh, I love that. I'm thinking too, like my wheels are just spinning, but I'm thinking what a beautiful role model, not only are you to your own daughters, to any of their friends of influence. And and I mean, obviously just to women in general. And that comes with also like a lot of responsibility, right? And so has that been stepping into this more and really having a platform of a podcast and now a book and just really being out there in the public with it, has that caused you any sort of like feeling one way or another? Or do you just kind of take it in stride and know that you two are human and you're doing the best you can? Yeah, that's an excellent question. I think that there are times where like you catch yourself and you're like, that's not what a girl's empowerment leader would do. That's not what, and I start like shitting on myself and all of that. Of the matter is when I take a step back, it's like, of course we are all human and we are all going to have rites of passage and challenges. And I look at each of those challenges as just an opportunity to grow into my most empowered self. Like, how are you going to handle it? What are you going to react? Or are you going to respond with love? And so it's all, it's all like the hot mess that we are, right? <laughs> it's, but it's all like, it's all designed to, to really help us step into a stronger, more powerful version of ourselves. So I I look at it all as an opportunity and like the wound is where the light enters you, right? So like whenever something difficult is happening in my own life, I happen to also like, I've, I've been through enough to know, okay, this is a portal to some sort of learning, some sort of spiritual understanding that I may not yet have showed up for. Mm-hmm. And do you yourself have a role model or somebody like a mentor that you kind of bounce things off of and just kind of continue your dialogue and learning through? I am learning from so many people at so many different times. I mean, I have such badass, incredible role models around me. At the moment, I'm working with Kara Allwell. I don't know if you're familiar with the author. She wrote Girl Code and Girl on Fire. She's like, really, she's amazing. And so right now I'm working with her and she's my sounding board for all things empowerment. But I believe that we're always up-leveling and we must continue to evolve ourselves. So I'm a big fan of working with coaches and thought leaders. I've been to date with Destiny with Tony Robbins. I've been to Gabrielle Bernstein's Spirit Junkie Masterclass. Right now I'm doing um, a course now on manifestation, but like, it's like, I I'm always down (laughs) to bring in just like new information because like when I get to do that as the creator of my program, I then get to go to my community and share what I've learned in my own way. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. I I'm going to check out that author, love Gabby Bernstein. And yeah. And I know we also share a mutual love for Kathy Heller as well. Yes. Oh my God. I love Kathy so, so much. She's, oh my God, everything she does. And and like, like so backed with, with, um, her just being so real, the truest, the truest expression of herself. Mm -hmm. And like, it's contagious. Her energy is contagious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So is yours. Sure. <laughs> thank so you. Yours. Likewise. Oh, thank you. So question for you. Growing up for us, like social media wasn't 
as, you know, big of a game player as it is today. But how do you handle that and this kind of new way of life where everything's virtual and everybody's so accessible to one another? Great question. I mean, we we do talk a lot about social media in our girls, with our girls. We talk to the women who facilitate the workshops about speaking to the girls about it because it's so prevalent and so important, whether it's TikTok or Snapchat or Instagram, all of it. But we really like talk about practicing mindful behaviors when going on social media. So like when you're seeing the images that you have to remember that they are not all real. They're just not. It's so easy to see someone else's life and get tripped up and be like, oh my God, their life is so much better than mine. They do so many things. They've accomplished so much. But to remind these girls that that's not always real and to look at Instagram as like a highlight reel, as we've all discussed before, like people are sharing their best pictures, their most fun pictures. And half the time it's like orchestrated. So we talk about that. We talk a lot about FOMO, you know, what it means, like, and perhaps transferring that to JOMO, like the joy of missing out instead of the fear of missing out. I have not heard that. I love that. Yeah. I don't know where I heard that, but I love it. Like I'm always experiencing JOMO, (laughs) like, (laughs) right? Like I'm, I'm so much happier at home in my yoga pants with my family than like being at a club and partying. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I, I tried to honor that within myself, but just like best practices for social media, like limiting the amount of time that you're on it and tuning into accounts that lift you up. Like there's so much goodness on social. There's like accounts like yours, right? You're such a cat. Like it's so good. Everything in there is inspiring and makes me want to be better and do better. And so reminding girls that they get a choice in everything. You get to choose who you follow, who you unfollow, and like let's use social media as a tool for something that actually makes us feel good about ourselves instead of something that makes us feel like we're not enough. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. That is so great. And I love that Jomo. I'm totally going to use that. I am. And it's so true. You know, I think going back to relearning and I told you about my recovering people pleaser type phase. I mean, that was a big chunk of my life, but when you start to powered to say no and to choose things that just feel good to you. Maybe it is staying home and not going out, or maybe it's foregoing a party or whatever the case may be. Like there's something that it just kind of shifts within you. And you're like, oh, this feels nice. This feels nice to honor what I really want to do. Feel as if I'm missing out on on something. And you just kind of, I, I don't know, it's just something that I think really helps in that growth phase. It's it's a beautiful thing. What do you attribute like your greatest accomplishment or a teaching or something that just had the impactful moment during your journey? Because I think that's lovely because those types of moments spur us to keep going. And I'm always fascinated to know like, there's a reason why you didn't just stop at a podcast. There's a reason why you're like, I'm going to also share my written word, right? Right. Right. Oh, wow. That is such a good question. You may have stumped me with that, <laughs> but I love it. I mean, I know, I, I know what I would say my biggest accomplishment is. So I'll start with that. It was saying yes to myself. Like it's as simple as that. It was saying yes to myself, to that 
intuitive voice that so deeply wanted to come through to start this girls empowerment program and then to to turn it into a, a curriculum like i'm so proud of myself for doing that because like little melody my 8 and 9 year old self would be so proud of me today right for stepping outside of the anxiety for stepping outside of all the people who told me like to be realistic and like you're never going to make a business out of empowering girls and of course i also had an equal number of positive voices in my life and those are the ones i chose to listen to but so like i'm just so proud of myself for saying yes and for not allowing the fear to take over, but instead feeling the fear and doing it anyways. And then like, was there a moment, like there were so many aha moments on my journey and so many role models on my journey who were already doing this in their own way, right? Like using their voices in their own way, whether it was Louise Hay or Wayne Dyer, or as we mentioned before, Gabby Bernstein, Marie Forleo, like all of these people have been my mentors from afar and getting my work off the ground. Wow, that's awesome. I was smiling when you said Louise. Hey, because I have her affirmations here on my desk that I look at all the time and such a good reminder of Yeah, just all that work coming together. But this is what the world needs. The world needs more of this. You know what I mean? And I love that you're um, just putting it out there in such a big way. So if people want to learn more about what you're doing, if they want to pick up a copy of your book, listen to your podcast, where do they find you? Well, the easiest place to find me is on my website, www.getgirlpower.com. And then my book, Empowered Women, Empower Girls, is coming out 1129. Don't know when this podcast is going live, but it will be available on Amazon. And I hope you'll check it out. And I hang out a lot, as Erin knows, um, on Instagram, and that's at Girl Life Empowerment. Oh my gosh. Well, I am so just thrilled that we connected. I feel super energized from our conversation and like in the world, (laughs) like I feel empowered. I really do. And I just cannot thank you enough for sharing your story and your mission with everyone. Yeah. And just say yes to yourself, right? Just say yes to yourself. That's all. (laughs) Erin, thank you so much for having me on. This was amazing. You are amazing. And I look forward to staying connected. Oh, same. Hook, line, and sinker. I'm going to cast some questions Melody's way, and she's going to rummage through her tackle box for the answers. Hook us up with your best relationship advice. Ooh, okay. My best relationship advice is to deliver to your partner that which you most want from them. (laughs) I have not heard that one. That one's good. Yeah. That is good. What's the cringiest pickup line someone's used on you? So I'm not even going to give you a pickup line. I actually was in a bar once and I had a man pick me up like he yeah yeah and that was the pickup like he literally picked me up and I had to like start like listen like personal space hello but that was pretty cringy oh my gosh yeah (laughs) yeah what's something that you're going to let go of that might be holding you back from claiming what you want my fear of public speaking 
So like, this is totally cool. Love podcasts. I'm on Facebook Live and Zoom all day long. But getting on a stage is something that um, has helped. Like I've, I've had so many beautiful offers to get on stages. I'm ready to release that. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm doing it. <laughs> yes. Yes, you are. And I'm going to be watching and cheering from the front row. Thank you so much for joining Melody and me for this conversation about claiming empowerment. Here are a few of my key takeaways. Stop using the phrase, be a good girl with your daughter or our female youth, because what does it actually mean? Instead, replace it with be a powerful girl. Two, if you were told to be a good girl growing up and you're living your life according to the shoulds, I should do this because it's time to unpack and unlearn that limiting belief. Living according to the shoulds no longer serves you. Three, when we know better, we do better. We're raising a generation that believes in abundance, so there's no need to feel envious or jealous of another girl or woman. When she wins, we win too. Four, don't talk behind anyone's back unless you're saying something about how badass and awesome someone is. Five, this is my favorite takeaway. Replace FOMO with JOMO, the joy of missing out. I've been implementing this one into my life since Melody and I chatted, and it's been a complete and utter game changer. If you enjoyed Melody and want to support her and purchase a copy of her book, Empowered Women, Empower Girls, I've included a link in the episode notes. And if you show me proof of purchase, I will give you a code to get 50% off a You're Such a Catch Empowerment pen, whichever pen you choose. Email me a screenshot to erin at yoursuchacatch.com. I'm going to keep you on your toes for next week. I have something up my sleeve, but I'm almost apprehensive to say it aloud. If I pull this off, you guys, it'll be another huge manifestation, like mic drop worthy. Ladies, I said it once and I'll say it again. Before we can reel in the catch of a lifetime, we must first bait the hook with self-love.